Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I have healthy sexual boundaries and honor my self-worth. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And you're on the couch as we are every Wednesday with our free half-hour Love Life show talking about emotions and relationships and spirituality and sexuality, which ironically we don't touch on all that much considering we do love sex and relationships, Jane. (laughs) (laughs) It's time. Yeah, we thought it was time. We did an episode way, way back early if you comb through our our archives on thewellnesscouch.com. We've got an episode called Sex, Sex and More Sex. But today we want to talk a little bit more narrowly and specifically about self-worth and sex because as much as this is something that you know sort of your average teenager kind of needs to know it's something that a lot of adults still haven't figured out and of course Jane dealing with your dating world stuff with you know you would see this all the time in grown adult women and men still not quite knowing how to do the dance when it comes to sexual boundaries. There's so much insecurity there's so much there's so many myths around this Mm -hmm. you know I recently held a seminar where I was um, talking about all, all sorts of things to do with dating and one of the things was um, who pays for the date. And you'd think that's such a simple question. And yet that discussion went on with the room for half an hour it's with kind of all words. these different mm. opinions. I not that long ago also did a radio segment on this on um, on one of the breakfast shows where they had listeners call in. And on both of these occasions, there were women there and men there that were, that, hang on, let me rephrase that. There were women there who felt that if a man paid for a meal or movie tickets or a drink, whatever, if they paid money for them, that it meant they had to put out. And I thought, really? Like, you're not 16. Are you a prostitute? And yet they really felt this deeply. So I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that there were some women that felt this way, but I was surprised at the number of them and the caliber. These are intelligent, successful women but in many areas maybe of their life. Maybe not even the first date, but let's say he's wined you and dined you three times now. It's got to the point where he kind of thinks, okay, well, I've put in the work now. You know, I've done, I've done the wooing. And she sort of thinks, well, he has done a lot of expensive dinners and put in a lot of time and effort. Like he does sort of deserve something. It's, it's that kind yeah, of – Yeah, it's that scenario. It's that the pressure's area. there. That's right. Yeah. Or what about, um, well, I'm really into this guy and so we've been going out for a while now and I feel like if I don't have sex with him, I'm going to lose him. Right. You know, and that's the biggie that is not only with teenage girls but with women of all ages. Right. And I think this needs to be discussed. It does. We've also got this unhealthy problem in our society where we always link men and sex, men and sex, men and sex, and we have all this sort of laughter and all these jokes and beliefs about, oh, you know, men like goldfish, every seven seconds they think about sex like they can't go longer than a minute without thinking about it and, you know, Men are always horny. Men are always want sex. Men are always turned on. Men always say yes. Men will take an orgasm wherever they can get it. It's not true. And I would argue that women are just as sexualized and sexy as men. But, of course, we have so many more cultural dampeners and expectations put on us to block it out and make it seem inappropriate or sluttish behavior or all of these sorts of things that come out of religion and culture and social society. That we, I think men and women have equal healthy sex drives. I don't think society represents it that way. But I think the truth is that men are not 
overly crazily sexual any more than women are undersexual. What do you think, Jane? Mm, I think there's a lot of women that have shut down their they sexual have shut desires. Down. And I'm saying if it got But if you're saying if they were if, if they are fully functioning healthy, yeah. then yes, I agree with you 100%. Men and women are bringing equal levels of fire or should be bringing equal levels of fire to this. Okay, so we want to talk about um, also your bodies today because I don't know if you've ever seen some of the, the things they do where they, like, they go out in the street in New York with a clipboard and a, and a pen or as they'd say in America, a magic marker, <laughs> and they stop people in the street, adults, and they say, all right, can you just um, can you just anatomically just draw a vagina for me? You should see some of the pictures. Grown, grown adults, women and men, don't quite know where to put bits and pieces, don't quite know what to call them, don't quite really know where they are or what they are. What are you all doing getting up? What are you fumbling around? What are you doing in the bedroom? Like, how are you even? Well, the fact is a lot of people aren't having very good sex. And there's a lot of information that women don't even know about their own bodies because, like, we, we've heard statistics such as 80% of women do not orgasm during sex, which is ludicrous because a man would never be expected to get off on a sex act that did not involve his primary sexual organ, but a woman is. Meaning, if a woman may go through a whole act of sex without even having a clitoris touched right. and be expected to be turned on and having a fantastic time, it doesn't kind of work that way. Also, women's clitorises are in different places and people don't realise that. So a man may have sex with one woman and their clitoris is in a certain position so his pelvic um, you know, will, will actually thrust up against his pelvic bone, will hit it just in the sweet spot, right? The next woman, she's got it lower down or higher up, so he'll bang her right away at her for hours in the same way he did with the other one and she won't even come, right? Um, Fascinating. So, I didn't know that. Well, while we're talking about clitorises, Jane, this is, and this is again another, this is just sexism in society. Do you know that researchers didn't actually know what a clitoris looked like until, wait for it, 2009? What? Five years ago. 2009 they did the first proper diagram and I encourage everyone to Google it because did you know that the clitoris is 12 to 16 centimetres long? Now, I did know that. I did know that. So what it it means is we see the little nodule that sticks out the front and we think that that's it, it's a button. That is, it's like the tip of the iceberg. The iceberg is the bit all hidden down inside, underneath and through the body, where it's almost got wings on it coming out and it's got a loop coming around the back, which goes right around the vaginal tunnel, so that when the clitoris, when you have a clitoral orgasm, it squeezes the vaginal tunnel and, and contributes to the internal sensations of through the whole body. Women are very clever. It's the only organ in the whole body that only has one purpose, and, like, as in just for sex, it's only just for sexual purpose. Very cool. Men don't have that. Very cool. Women do. So we're jumping around. But I'm talking about anatomy because I'm saying the average woman either doesn't masturbate or doesn't um, talk about it ever, like with her female friends or anything, doesn't get a mirror and squat on the floor and look between her legs and understand her own body. She doesn't know where her G-spot is. She doesn't know what an erogenous site is. So what kind of sex are you people all having? I'm wondering. Because... Women, you know how guys, all of their well, sexual... This is part of why you've got 80% of women not having vaginal... Correct. Um, or clitoral or anal orgasms because women can have up to four different kinds of orgasms, including nipple. But this is also why you've got such a lot of women that actually turned off by sex because they've been having bad sex. Bad sex with people who don't know that the roadmap. And as you know, we've shared in other podcasts, because in years gone by this was taught by elders and... Children were, were taught, the well, not children, but, you know, teenagers, um, young men and women were taught the art of pleasing 
the opposite gender. In the ancient world, yes. In, yeah, and, and, and we just we just need more of these conversations, but we need to give resources. Where can people go to mm. find this stuff out? Can you oh, find God, some Jane. links back and put them up on yes. um, our Facebook page? I will do that. You know, the thing is with young boys, all of their sexual appendages, is are, they're all outside of the body. And, I mean, anyone who's got a little boy or a son knows masturbation and erections start really young from babies with boys because they're constantly being stimulated and brushed up against things with their penis and they're playing with it, they're in the bath, they're fascinated by it, they look at this to the sister and look at this, let's play doctors and all kinds of stuff goes on and it's quite healthy and fine. And then, of course, the minute they start to get into preteen and teen and then the erections and the wet dreams come and it's out of their control and they do get flooded with hormones new testosterone and all sorts of things and they learn about masturbation really 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 early like boys start 9 10 11 12 13 and they're seeing porn from that young as well and yes there's detrimental effects to that but in another way it makes guys very very comfortable and confident with their own body they know what turns them on they know what gets them to orgasm they know what it needs to feel like and look like and how it needs to happen they understand all of that from a really young age and they joke about it with their mates it's in movies you look at american pie it's an open outward okay thing and in movies male orgasm is only rated um it's like pg or it's rated just something slightly maybe um the is next that one right? up. female orgasm is rated r really yes because now let's look at women's bodies. This is why women are traditionally associated with the mysteries and the darkness and moons and witches. Because everything we have to offer is hidden in the dark. It's all up tucked up inside. Nobody really knows what's in there or up there or what you do with it all. And there's all these mysteries. And like I touched on earlier, women, oh, we know this about women, women are not just straightforward, linear kind of things. First of all, we're incredibly emotional. You've got to get through all the emotional st- emotions to even get anywhere near it, right? And then once you pass that test, you get into the female anatomy and there's all sorts of hot spots on a woman's body that are going to turn her on. And science shows, it proves that minimum 30 minutes, minimum of foreplay is required to get a woman even beginning to be ready for sex. You know, we see all these quick And how pornos. many of you have a partner that does that? Well... And you how know, many, this is the thing. How many 14, 15 year old girls know how to even ask for that in a relationship in, in, with the person that they're with to say, I need to go a lot slower? Because here's a question I ask teenagers in schools. Does first time sex for a girl hurt? What's the answer? Well, they would, they would say yes. And the answer is actually, well, it doesn't have to. If he's done an hour of foreplay on you and you really want to be there and you really feel safe, emotionally safe, physically safe, supported, trusted, loyal, he's earned the respect, he's earned your trust, you can communicate with him and be accepted for who you are as a person, not as a vagina, not as an orgasm dispenser, not as an object. I love this. I've just got to stop you there because you said that once before to me, not as an orgasm dispenser. Well, like it's like women are service stations. cool for teenage children. This is the the porn sex versus real sex problem, is that when you look at porn, what have you got? You've got healthy, white, straight, able-bodied men doing a very linear sex act where they're in control. The woman always says yes. She's always up for it. She's got pink little meat bits. There's no hair. Everything's sterile. She's got big tits. He's got a big dick. It ends in the man's orgasm, and that's porn. What's real sex? Wow. <laughs> real, real sex is well. What if she has a period? What if somebody burps or farts? There might be hair. It might smell. The, you know, the condom might not fit, and then you have to stop, and then he goes limp, and then you have to start again. Or somebody needs to stop and change something because it doesn't feel right. Or 
you know, real sex, you kind of fumble around, you need to have conversations. Messy. There's emotions, it's messy, it's real, it smells, it's, it's all of this color and it's, it's, you know, it's not stunt actors who've been doing it for years in the same way that you go to a, like a show and you see a fire breather or somebody swallowing a sword. They know how to do amazing feats with their body. And a lot of porn stars do too because they're actors and actresses who are being paid and put under lighting and often take drugs to lubricate and loosen up their orifices to be able to perform incredible things. You can't expect your, your virgin at 16 or even your slightly sexually repressed woman at 32 to be able to pull out that kind of caper. So we have to take the pressure off ourselves in the bedroom to be these crazy sex queens that we see in porn and in advertising. Well, this is one of the problems that we have is that many women will perform. They perform an act of service to the man. And so at some point in the relationship, like whether they're dating, and this is any age, so this isn't whether they're 16-year-old teenage girls or whether they're 66-year-old women who are dating again, at some point they feel the pressure to have sex or they're going to lose them. Mm -hmm. And so they capitulate. And then what do they do? They want to please because they want to keep the relationship with the man, and so they become very good at performing sex. Yeah that there's nothing of themselves in it, there's no receiving, there's no vulnerability, there's, it's just a very well-rehearsed act. Yeah. And so I think that we have women acting, which is perpetuating the problem because men will believe that they are pleasing yeah. when the reality is actually this is a staged, very well-rehearsed show. And there's nothing authentic about it. Yeah. And so the fact is that everyone who's listening to Love Life is spiritual or consciously aware or in touch with themselves and their bodies. And you've all been doing a lot of emotional work. And the bedroom and the boardroom and the other compartments of your life, they're not compartments at all. It's all oneness. You're going to be the same person wherever you show up in life, wherever you present. You know, this is like, I think I said on the podcast the other week about, you can't just kind of be spiritual at home in your bedroom with an angel card and then take that outfit off, so to speak, and put a different hat on and go to work and be something else and then come home and be spiritual again. It doesn't work that way anymore. You have to be who you are. So in the context of today's discussion, if we're talking sexually, you guys got to be getting into your tantra. Like you want to be getting into, you know, breathing with sex, into maybe the chakras with sex. Have a partner you can explore some of this cool stuff with erogenous zones you know, stroking the soles of the feet or under the arms, the insides of the elbows, behind the ears, certain trigger points on the body. There's pressure points you can press in the soles of the feet and the lower back that intensify orgasm. And you can learn all of this through the spiritual, sexual, sacred sex texts and so forth. Um, and, yes, I will put some of those links up on Facebook. I think that would be great because this is the sort of thing people are not going to email us back no. and say, or some might, but many will there's shame around it. There's yeah. embarrassment that we don't know this stuff. Yeah. There's embarrassment that maybe, maybe you've been in a relationship for, I don't know, 10 years or 40 years and you've given up. It's like you don't have to give up. You yeah. can get these tools and you can start afresh. And for those of you who are sitting here listening going, yeah, that's great, but my husband's really closed down or I haven't been able to communicate properly with him for years or I'm not, haven't been feeling it with him or I'm stressed. Do you know what? Forget about him. Make love to yourself. And I want you to invest in amazing toys or vibrators or dildos or not even. Just invest in amazing coconut oils or natural sandalwood oils and body oils and bring the goddess out in the bedroom. And next time you you apply some tantric techniques, maybe you try and feel for your own G-spot or you do work on your own erogenous zones, whatever it is, 
I want you to concentrate on the idea of having an, a heart orgasm. So when you, as oh, you come. what's that? Well, it's, it's where you feel it through your heart chakra. It doesn't just have to be through your groin. You can have an, an all over all body orgasm. You can have these higher spiritual level orgasms. Now you can practice all that with yourself, darling. Meditate and then have a sexual meditation. You know? Um, you, you know, you can call in lovers from other realms to come and work with you. Which now, is and we have a mutual friend that enjoys doing yeah. that. <laughs> I know, um, and I'm sure she's, she's having a good time. She's having a very good time, and it's it's a phenomenon. It's actually got a name, and I forgot what it's called. But it's 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 actually when people talk about having sex with ghosts. And if you Google it, there's a few celebrities who've talked about um, that being the case. In fact, I think Ice Cube's girlfriend and also Kesha, the music star, have talked about being sexually attacked or masturbated by ghosts and things like that. Meaning. Just otherworldly beings. I don't want to freak anyone out here. I mean, there's all this stuff in the olden days about girls having sex with the devil and birthing the incubus baby. It's all kind of the stuff of horror movies, but of course I'm not talking about anything no, like that at all. No. I'm talking about getting into the vibrations of joy and bliss and love and really using those same beautiful higher spiritual vibrations, the sort you'd attain through meditation. Well, you can attain them sexually as well. This is transcendence through the sex acts. I also want to get into self-worth. Let's get into self-worth. Because I think that's a big thing. Like this is all beautiful it's and great. It's the only thing. Everything that you've shared is so valuable and I think it's really important for people to hear this. However, there are many of our listeners that are going to be, and I know this because this is just the stats from my own work of my own clients, is that many, particularly women, but there are men as well, are are got such low self-worth when it comes to sexual partners and the sexual act that they're not even close to worrying about sandalwood and, and no, correct. you know, the, the heart chakra orgasms. Correct. This is like what's the baby steps, you know, where can I, where, where, what's the myths to be busted about having sex for the first time with a new person? Mm. I'd like to touch on that. Yeah. So my take on this is that you need to have, developed the ability to have open, honest communication. And that, as we know, is the tool for everything in the whole dating dance. When I want to start with the first date with where let's say you've gone on a date and a guy says, you know, had an awesome time and he's gone in for the good night pash and it's happened, you're having this passionate kiss. And then he's saying, you know, do you want to come back to my place or maybe the hands are groping or whatever. And you're not ready. You, you've just met this guy and you're not ready. You need to use your words, which are truth, truthfully are, I've really enjoyed meeting you tonight. I've enjoyed spending time getting to know you. I'm not ready to go there yet. That's healthy boundaries. His interpretation, I can guarantee you, I've surveyed so many men on this in the seminars. I do. 100% of men say that they absolutely find that a sexy quality, that they, there are a lot of men, in fact, that as soon as a woman says yes, if it's in their opinion too soon, they will no longer consider her for a relationship. Now, that's a bit double standards, and I don't like these men that I call them. They're, they're testing women. Mm. They've got their own issues going on. But that, but this is a game that is played. It is interesting, isn't it, how much emphasis we still place on the, almost the purity or importance of sex being held as sacred as something yeah, to you and that the, person. The men actually want to, people want to know that it's you that lights mm. the fire in them. Yes. Regardless of gender, it's you. It's, it's not just the act it's the and it's like here's my chance to get some. And the sacredness of it. It's That's right, exactly. So you have no no fear around saying I'm not ready yet. 
Now, you haven't promised anything either. You haven't misled. You haven't given a commitment that, oh, but that means I will be ready at some point. You've just said, I'm not ready yet. Now, yet may never come mm-hmm. or it may come. What you are doing, however, is honouring that you really do, are into this guy and you'd like the chance to get to know him or her better. I've had guys do the same with girls because there are guys, women are getting more and more predatory, particularly in the younger, like the women in their 20s. Even teenage women, we're seeing them really dominating the men, the boys, and very aggressively um, seeking sexual relationships. And the guys sometimes actually aren't ready either, and they're actually having to use my words as well. So it's really a fascinating time that we're observing in society at the moment. Um, So let's fast forward that you get down the line and you've gone out for however many dates and, you know, you're feeling like it's now you can't keep saying no then if you are not ready to move into an intimate relationship with this person, you need to speak your truth again and say, look, I don't want to keep rejecting you because I understand that that wouldn't feel great. I do believe that we are heading towards a monogamous intimate relationship. I, however, really honour my body and myself and I believe that when I have sex with the next person I have sex with, I want it to be amazing and it is clumsy and it's awkward and it's a little bit embarrassing the first time and and there's things that we feel insecure about, lumpy bits or or whatever. We've all got bits that we're insecure about and you explain that to the guy and say the only way that we're going to ever have good sex is if I really get to know you so well that I feel safe enough to be vulnerable. Now, if he's a man and he wants a relationship and he's into you, He will fully respect that, absolutely. And if he doesn't, then you have dodged a bullet because you have the right to have a partner. And and, and this is either way, either gender. You have the right to have a partner that honours you, that wants this first sexual experience to be the very best it can be. Of course. And most people will say the first time that you have sex with a new partner, it's never good. And as Beck said, similar to the teenage children who all believe that the first time you have sex, it hurts. Well, it can be really good the first time as well. And so you've got to lay the foundations to have vulnerability. And you can't do that when you're not rushing connected to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have laid the groundwork. Absolutely. And, you know, this is another thing that comes up, you know, when I talk to teenagers about the sexting, in other words, either writing sexually explicit messages back and forth and feeling the need to if, if you don't want to and or, you know, guys just constantly demanding naked pics and guys also sending naked pics of themselves to girls and all of this this pressure to sort of feel like you've got to produce this porn star material in your own bedroom and send it off and then once it goes online, who knows who's got hold of it, which friends he's shown, where he's uploaded it, what he's done with it, you know, even if he's the nicest kid, his ego is probably still going to take him out. Even grown men, they're still going to take it out and show half their mates next time they go and have a beard. Check out this chick who's been sending me these pics of her lingerie. Exactly. I've been shown the photos. We've all I've seen other people's photos. That's what I mean. Exactly. That, who'd be horrified if they knew that we were even seeing their exactly. photos. We don't even know these people half right. the time, right? So, and you know what you do? You, you get a screenshot from your girlfriend saying, look at this pic, this guy just sent me in the news. You might send it on or you might, you know, you could put it in your photo. It's just amazing how this stuff spreads. So what I want to talk about is the really ancient concept. If we go back to the olden days and fairy tales, the whole structure of the man comes to the woman is, She's usually in the tower or she's the princess or there's 
that she's in some sort of trouble. Maybe that's a bit of a problem, but we'll talk about that later. But the guy has to go through a series of adventures, quests, challenges, and proof of his worth, his valour, his intelligence, his problem-solving, etc., to get there. He doesn't just rock up and go, oh, yeah, and uh, naked pick and hand a marriage, please. He, like, he hasn't earned it. This is all about has a guy earned the right to your sacred temple in any form, in any form, whether it be just going to first base or second base on a date, you know? The problem that we have is that we've got so many women that are actually after validation from the guy. Correct. And so let's look at the sports celebrity. Now, you know, I spent years working in that arena with all different codes. So I've seen the groupies. I've seen the perpetrators of the the footballers or whatever. I shouldn't just single out footballers, but, you know, whatever elite athlete. I've seen the boys that have hooked up with the girl and they've gone out in the car park and they've had the sex and they've really mistreated her. There's been no respect at all there. But I've equally seen the girls that have thrown themselves, that are flashing boobs and vaginas at, at mm. in nightclubs to try and attract and allure these men over for a quick one-night stand. This, I'm telling you guys, is not the way to get the rock star. All it is, you might get a night to tell your grandkids about if you ever managed to score a partner and have grandkids, but that's all it's going to be. You're not going to score him ever. I do not know a single celebrity that has ended up with a partner from a one-night stand. Right, because ever. sex is not a shortcut no, to love. Men or... need to hunt and gather and they need to know that you're only putting it out for them, that when you do give it up to use slang languages, which you're not giving up anything, you're having an amazing Hopefully you're having an amazing, beautiful connection together. But when you do choose to give it up, then they want to know that they have earned this. Yeah, because something that has been fought for, earned, you know, protected, all that kind of thing is is so much increased value and worth. It is. And it's just the same as like when you're a kid and you really, really wanted that new toy and your mum said, well, we can't afford it, but if you you save your lawn mowing allowance every week and put it in a glass jar at the end of two months' time, I'll take you to the toy shop and you'll get it. And then you got it and you really loved that toy and you always kept, kept it special because you had worked for it. Yes. You didn't come exactly. by it on a slag heap. You didn't come by it easily. It wasn't just dropped in your lap with no conditions asked. Yeah, I and- want to recommend a book on this that's really good that if, if women are struggling to believe me when I say that men respect women that speak their truth, that men respect women that say no, that men will absolutely love you for having these amazing, deep, honest conversations about where to from here, how do we introduce intimacy into our relationship, get a book called Act like a lady, think like a man, and I think it's Steve. Is that Steve Har- Harvey? Yeah. Yes, Amer- American comedian. Yeah. Been on Oprah and all of those. Has massive radio show in the states. It is fabulous. He's got good you- a, he- um, YouTube clips as well. You can look. Oh, for him. right. And he does some really Great. cool, just little you know ditties where he just speaks the truth on yeah. on value. Yes, it's all exactly. about being a high value woman, being a high value man in the way that you interact. And basically he's saying that a guy is deciding very quickly whether you're a keeper or a throwback. And you are decided on that within a few minutes. So how you behave, how your your boundaries, your your insecurities of feeling like you need to put out to retain a man actually just makes you a throwaway, your throwback. So they go fishing and that behavior, what it is that you're seeking, you've actually just self-sabotaged in the very act that you thought you needed to do 
to secure what you wanted. You've so actually got the reverse. Women, if you know that neediness is a problem for you in relationships, then it does actually make men run for the hills and that they sniff. Totally. But it's the other way around. Who wants a needy man? Absolutely. Like neediness in general is, is a big turnoff, yeah. basically. And you, you might think you're masking it by sort of saying the right thing or presenting really beautifully or you know, whatever, I, I know I performed really well on that date, but neediness is a vibration which you just, it's like a sixth sense, isn't it? You can sniff it. it out and people will sniff it out in you until you've done the vibrational work within yourself to really correct it because obviously it's going to be tying back into some much deeper emotional blocks, maybe some father issues, mother issues or things from childhood where it's all back to the self-worth stuff that we're trying to highlight today. And will you treat this as you treat any other self-worth topic that Jane and I have talked about ad nauseum on the Love Life Show, you go back to your tools, your practitioners, whatever whatever the, the techniques are that we've discussed and that you're all using, you just apply those in the realm of your sex life for better results. And you've got to build your I relationship before there's a we relationship. Now, if you're in a relationship, that doesn't mean you can't stop and do that. You need to just be spending more time on your I relationship so that the we relationship gets to be the one that you want. Yeah. You may feel like you're not with the right man or woman at the moment, but that you can be with the right man or woman if you make the changes within yourself that you need to make. And I love the way Abraham Hicks puts it because it always talks about, you know, everyone's soulmate, soulmate, soulmate. And Abraham says, why not mate with your soul? Oh, beautiful. You know, it's just mate, I haven't heard him say that, but love it. with your own soul. Have a relationship with yourself. I know this is getting to be a bit of a new age cliche, but we say it because it's true. Yeah, You've that's got right. to get yourself sorted out before you go that using that law of attraction to bring God knows what in on the frequency. Clean mm. up your frequency for better results. I have healthy sexual boundaries and honour my self-worth. And we honour all of you for coming and continually joining us on thewellnesscouch.com, on thelovelifeshow.com, on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash lovelifeshow. All the different communities and you can course, find us. And, of course, speak Speak Up Talk Radio yes. in the States and iTunes. So these are all the places that you can currently find us where wherever you need us to be, we are there ready to speak into your headphones, through your car speakers, into whatever portal you're using to access this knowledge to keep grounding yourself, reassuring yourself, empowering yourself and living a fantastic life full of self-worth, self-belief and self-acceptance. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.